Okay, good evening, Rabbi Sai. The learning of tonight is sponsored by Rabbi Saplutz as a schus le'ilu nishmas ha'isha tzipayir ba'zgesh n'liyezer b'schus our learning in the shalma should have an aliyah. Schus of our learning should also be a schus for shalema for Miriam Beila ba'z nechama b'say sh'arach ha'il Yisrael. So we've been going through the story, a little bit slower than I had hoped, but we've been going through the story of how Shmuel came to be born, the story of Elkanah and two wives, Hannah's <coughs> tefillah, her first tefillah, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which leads to her being benched with a child. And last week we discussed she was benched with a child, and she finally has a child, and she tells her husband that she'd rather not go up to Shiloh until her son is old enough that she can bring him up and leave him there once and for all. And Elkanah says, even though Elkanah's not so excited about it, but Elkanah says... If that's what's good in your eyes, I agree. And the Pasik said, So up to Pasik Chavdalet. So what we'll, I'll first do is read the Pesukim until the end of the Perik. And then we'll go back and explain those Pesukim. And then we'll continue with Perik Beis, which is the Shiraz Chana. So Pasik Chavdalet. So she brought him up together with her when she had finally weaned him, which is after 24 months, we assume. She brought along with her three parim and an eifa of kemach, a jug of wine. And these are the nesachim that come along with these karbanas. She brought him up to Shiloh, to the Beis Hashem. Now, what does that mean, Hanar Noar? So we'll come back and explain that in a minute. But I just want to read the few psukim to get the flow of what happens. So she comes up together to Karbonis. She shechs the par. And then, interestingly, right after the shechita, it sounds like, and we'll discuss this, she brings the child to Eli. She has to plead with Eli, and she makes a shvuah. Adoni Aniha Isha, she identifies herself, you know who I, I am. I'm the lady Hanitsevis Imchem Bazet that stood together with you when I was Mespaul, Laspaul Hashem. And you should know that Al Hanar Hazes Pawalti, I was Mespaul for this child. Hashem gave me my request, and now I am going to fulfill my part of the deal. Hashem fulfilled his part of the deal. He gave me this child. I'm giving him over to Hashem all the days that he's going to be Shol Hashem. And she bows down to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, And she leaves Shmuel there. Shmuel is now left. This two-year-old boy is left in the Mishkan. Quite a sight. And this is her fulfilling her end of the promise. And you can imagine a lady, Chazal tell us that she was 130 years old. She waited years and years and years for a child, and she has a child, and after two years old, the ladies cry when they send their grown sons to Yeshiva Nets Yisrael, and she's depositing her two-year-old son, and he's not calling home because there's no cell phones, and she deposits him in the base of Mikdash. So let's go back and a little bit discuss some of these psukim, some of them quicker than others. So she comes up when she finally weans him. Why is she bringing the carbonus? So she's bringing the carbon as a... Thanksgiving Taikadosh Baruch Hu, it's like a gather almost of a Shamei Simcha, the Bafarshim say, that when a person has comes to rejoice, so you brought a carbon. 
Now, she shechs vayishchitu as hapar, vayiviu as hanar el eli. It's interesting. The Pasuk says that she shechted the par, and then she brings the nar to Eli. So, like, what, what, what happened here? What, what, bring the carbonus or don't bring the carbonus? Somehow, in the middle of shechting the carbonus, she brings her son to Eli. So, what's going on over here? So, the Mepharshim say that she wanted to emphasize that her carbon to Hashem was not just an animal, or her carbon to Hashem included her son. Not Chasash Holom as a human sacrifice, but giving up of herself. And that's really the idea of a carbon. It's the beginning of the six parashas. Is Odom Kiyakriv Mikem. If a person wants to bring a carbon, it's Mikem, you have to give up from yourself. And you give up from yourself, that's carbon Lashem. That's the idea of a carbon is to give up something. And she's showing that as part of the Avoidus carbon, she wants it before the Zrika Saddam, she hands over her son to Eli. Now, what type of son is she bringing to Eli? So he said that's Hanar Noar. What does it mean, Hanar Noar? So one Mahalach is to explain, and that's the the Pashib Shat, is Hanar Noar is that he was a little child. He was very little. And the Pasuk's making the point. He was very little, and really he doesn't belong in the Mishka. And he's only there because she wants to be Mekayim Hanedah, but by Emes, he's really too young to be there. So that's one Pshat in Nar Noar. Others understand that, no, it's a Lushan of Gadlus, that he was wise beyond his years, like we'll see, discuss soon from Chazal, and he was a very gebenched child. We find this lashon of Nar. It says by Moshe Beinu, Nar Boicha. He was a Nar Boicha. Chazal point out that he was a yellow. Why is he a Nar? So you see that he was already aged beyond his years, and Shmuel also was wise beyond his years. And not only that, but we find the word Nar. The Yeshua Benun Nar Oil that Nar refers to Limit Atayra and Shimish and Taira. Shmuel already had achieved tremendous levels in Taira, and despite his extreme young age, but he was already obviously a Gebensha child, a child who had a tremendous Hashua Sashrina. And because of this, Chana was so convinced that her Tila bin Naskai, because she asked for Zera Anoshim. A child that's shakal kishne anoshin kamoish of Aaron, and she sees that her brachal is fulfilled, her tefillah is fulfilled in full, and now she's going to give over her part. She's going to give him over to Hakadosh Baruch Hu for as long as he lives. Now, the Malbim said the pshat I said before that she brought him after the shechita to show that this is part of the carbon. Rabag says al that because the carbon was a carbon of simcha, she wanted to act out the fulfillment of her promise, the fulfillment of the simcha, together with the carbon, because that's, you know, you bring the carbon, b'shasa simcha, so this was the culmination of the simcha, when Eli actually accepted him to be a permanent resident of the base of Mignosh. And Marikara says that she was trying to prove to Eli that the reason I brought this carbon is because you see my tzilas <coughs> These are all al-derech what the Mepharshim say. But Chazal tell us over here an unbelievable story that takes place. Chazal tell us that they show up in the base of Middash and they're waiting for a coin to come and shech the carbon. And while they're waiting, this little two-year-old pipes up and says, hey, you don't need to wait. You know, a czar is kosher v'shrita. You don't need a coin. A czar should do the shrita. And he was right, halachically. Now, it's interesting why Eli wasn't doing that. Eli was, the Messiah of Tyre goes through Eli. Eli was well aware of that, and it could be they had various reasons why they held that it was better the Kehanim should do the Shrita. But halachically, technically, he was right. 
However, it's a tremendous chutzpah. You don't come there in the base of Migdash and start saying psakim when the Godel Hadar is there. And really, he was Chayv Misa. He was Meir Halach Lufnei Rabbi. I, Shmuel, Eli, he never met Eli before how was he was Rebbe. So the Nasi has the Halach of the Rebbe for all of Kali Yisrael. He was Meir Halach Lufnei Rabbi. And the Mela, he's Chayv Misa. And Eli wants that he should, he should be Misa. Not necessarily would be Misa B'day Adam, but you know, we find throughout Shas that, you know, that if Eli would have looked at him with a kepeda, he would have been nifter right there. And Hannah realizes that this is a very dangerous moment. So she says, she makes a shua, I'm the lady that stood over here. And So Eli tells her, okay, so you daven, you got a child, it was a good child, the mice didn't work out, I'll get you another child. She says, no, I want this child. And this, everything I'm saying, I'm paraphrasing, Boshan Chazal. And Hashem gave me this child, and I, I don't want a different child. So Eli was Mavata, and Eli was Moichel, and let him stay alive. So this is Chazal's understanding of the Hemshech, the Psukim over here. This whole conversation has to do with the fact that Shmuel was Meir Halach Lufnei Rabbi. However, this is B'derech Drash, and B'derech Hapshat, how do we understand the next Psukim, Chavov, Chavzayin, Chavches, the last Psukim in the parasha? so B'derech Hapshat, We'll read the psukim again, and it makes a lot of sense. Other chapshat is what's going on is she's Pasha trying to beg Ailey. Imagine, you know, it's, it's, it's bizarre. You have the base of Migdash, and she shows up this little toddler. Looks like she's showing up to play group. She says, "Okay, he's here." I'm like, what? What do you mean he's here? Yeah, he's here. I'm trapping him off. I'll see him. You know, I'll come visit him once a year. So she has to convince Ailey to do it. So she tells Ailey, "You should know." She makes a shul. I'm the lady who's mispal. I made a nether that if you that if Hashem gives me a child, I'm going to give him over to Hashem his whole life. So you have to take him, take him because that was the deal that I made with Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And it's this special child, Al Narazes Spaloti, and Hashem granted me my full request that he's a special child, he's a gebenched child, and just like Hashem gave me Sheivasi, Hashem Shalti Mi'imoi, so Anoichi Hishaltiul Hashem, I'm coming to give him back to Hakadosh Baruch Hu, coming to lend him to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And that's why you should take him, even though he's too young. And that's this whole conversation is convincing Ailey, and Ailey agrees. And by Hashem, and they bow down to Baruch So this finally brings a close to the first parak, and now we begin the second parak. The second parak of Shmuel. So the first ten psukim are very famous psukim. It's the psukim of Shiras Chana. Shiras Chana. Chazal tell us that Shiras Chana is one of the ten. Different, there's ten shiras in the world. Ten shiras, the tenth one will be when Mashiach comes as Hashem. And this is one of those ten unique moments of shira in the world. Now, interestingly, this shira doesn't begin like we find as Yashiv and Yisrael, Vatashir, Tavira. Usually a shira begins with a lasha that tells you it's a shira. This shira begins Vatispalo Khan. It starts with a lashan of tefillah. You have to know why this shira begins with a lashan of tefillah. But I'll call upon them. Chazal tell us this is one of the ten shiras. What's the side of a shira? So the side of a shira, we spoke about this last days of Pesach, but mentioned again briefly. The side of shira is we go through a world where things don't necessarily make sense. And then there's moments, very, very rare moments, there's only been nine of them in history, where a person gets a clear picture of everything that Kalish Baruch was doing. When Kal Yisrael saw that everything that happened in Mitzrayim, and then the Mitzrayim rode to Machareim, and then HaKadosh Baruch wanted to drown the Mitzrayim, and they had a tremendous clarity of vision, they understood everything that had to take place, and why it had to take place, 
And they had this clear picture of the plan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and when you see the plan of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and you understand it, the only reaction is shir. That's what shir is. That's what true shir is, is when you see the majesty of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan. And we know that there's going to be the Mizma Shir Asad Lavai, that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Mashiach eventually comes and we can look back and we can see that just like Mizma Shir Shabbos, we say that just like at the end of the six days of creation, you can look back and understand the beauty. Right? If you look at the middle of the six days of creation, it looked like a very messy situation. And then you got back to the end of the six days of creation, you could look back and see this beautiful picture, and it made sense. So, who adin, we say, Mizma Shil Lavai, that there's going to be Asad Lavai, we're going to have a shear, a shear, and we can see that the picture HaKadosh Baruch was creating. We're in the middle of it, it looks messy, but we'll see the grand sweep of history, and that will be the ultimate shear. But I'll call upon, this is one of those moments she realized all her suffering, everything she had gone through was to bring her to this special child, and therefore she has this special shira. Now, the shira can be understood on several levels, and it's a nevua, like other nevuas. Khan is considered one of the few ladies who are a navi from this shira. And the targum yedis and targums, v'tzalis chana v'ruach nevua, v'omra and the whole Nevoah, Tagimena stands on stands as a Nevoah, and the Gainov here has a long period, she is Miramis to all the events of world history throughout this Shira. But on a simple level, this Shira is a personal, a very personal Shira referring to her personal suffering, and the theme of the Shira is people go through difficult times, and people see that people who seemingly are doing bad things are Lamaila Lamaila, and the people who are good are Lamata. And then HaKadosh Baruch Hu in one fell swoop switches everything around and that's really the thrust of the message of this shir. Why is it called a tefillah if it's just a praise? So there is a Gemara that says that the Lashon of shira of tefillah is a Lashon of praise. However, the Mepharshim say that really what's going on over here is the final Pasuk, which we're not going to get to probably tonight, but the final Pasuk of the shira is a tefillah on the future, a tefillah for Shmuel, and everything that leads up to there is Shevach Leidot HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And the reason for that is because the, when you daven, it's crucial that a person has to daven after first giving praise and Shevach HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and after that, a person could go and be Mespaul with So she first is going to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, bring out the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which we do when we start off the first three brachas of Shemun Esrei, or to praise and bring out the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and then we make our personal bakashas. And actually Chazal find within the Lashen of these ten psukim remas to all 18 brachas of Shemun Esrei are hinted at within the Shir. So, we'll start off and Maybe next week we'll do a little bit of the Ramazan to world events, but we're gonna tonight we're gonna focus on learning the Shira on the simple level, the way it touches on the simple shot level of the Shira. So the Pasik says that the Spal Chana. Chana was Mispal, and again we said why is it the Lushan Tfilah? Because either it is a Tfil, that's a Lushan of praise. Vatoimar, she says, Olat Libi Bashem, my heart is rejoices with Akadish Barhu, Roma Karni, my Horn would be the simple pshat, but my my glory is uplifted by Hashem. Rochav pi al oivai, my mouth is na- is made wide. I have ability to answer back to my enemies. Kisamachti bishu because I rejoice in Akalish Baruch salvation.
So what's... Baruch Hashem, we already have two songs tonight. V'atispa'o chana. So v'atimer o'atz libi b'ashem. What's o'atz libi b'ashem? So Radak says that we saw that Hannah had the most bitter, terrible life, and her heart was so, she told, she told Eli, I'm davening this way because I'm ishik shas ruach, I have such a difficult, bitter heart. And that bitter heart, that bitterness that she felt inside, changed to total rejoicing. And why did it change to total rejoicing? It changed to total rejoicing, because my joy comes from my Kaddish Baruch Hu. I know that everything I went through and the salvation all came directly from Hashem. It wasn't anybody else who did it for me. Everyone else was miyayish on me. Even my husband, Elkanah, gave up on me. I'm better for you than when you don't need kids. But Hashem never gave up on me. And it's not just which is the first level. The Malbim explains that when she already, as soon as she heard from Eli that she's going to have a child, already her heart rejoiced. So I said, she already lost her atzvus. But then, when she finally became pregnant, then Romakani Bashem, she now comes to the next level. There's an uplifting that she now has the ability, horns represent the highest part of an animal, it represents a person's glory. She has, metaphorically, the ability to strike back. Everyone now, it's, it's revealed to the world by her becoming pregnant that she now is not the downtrodden, she's not the lady full of Averis that people suspected or whatever people thought, all of that's not true and she's now, her glory is uplifted and it's not just that she had a child, but she had a child at an age where it's physically impossible to have a child well beyond when she should have had a child and the fact that she had a nace that's daimah to the nace of the imois, that uplifts her in the eyes of people, people realize she's such a special tzadikis and now it became clear to the world that she's not only innocent and she didn't have anything wrong with her, but not just that, she's a lady on the level of the Imois. And that's, Roma Kani Vashem, my glory is uplifted. And Rochav Pial Oivai, and then when she finally, not only does she become pregnant, but she has a child, and a child who's a special child that's worthy of being left in the base of Migdash. So now she can now answer back to whose her Oivai is obviously Kipshutai, her enemy refers to Penina, who's the one who was for so long doubting her, and now she has the ability to answer back, and she can confidently state that I was right, and um, I have a special child, and I did nothing wrong, and other Abba Kodesh Baruch Hu is vindicating me, and that's the Oat Slivi Vashem, Roma Kani Vashem, Rocha Pial Oiva, and where does all that come from? Because I'm rejoicing in a Yeshua that comes directly from Akadosh Baruch Hu. And that's the Geirim, and that's the, the tremendous Simcha here is the Simcha that she was Zaycha to Yeshua that was directly from Akadosh Baruch Hu, and it was clear to everybody, it was B'derech Nais, that everything that happened here was Me'akadosh Baruch Hu. Next pasuk, she continues and she says, "Ein kodesh kashem ki ein biltecha, the ein sur kelikeinu." She says that ein kodesh kashem is hashem taich. There's no one who's as kodesh as Hashem, and this is kenege the brach of ata kodesh, recognizing a kodesh baruch who's shemendus kedusha. Ki ein biltecha. There's n- it's not just that a kashem is kodesh. There is no other power in the world. The ein sur kelikeinu. There's no rock like elikeinu. So, first of all, 
Where did her Yeshua come from? It came from the fact that she was Nespaal, the Radak says. She was Nespaal in the base Mikdash, in the Mokim HaKedusha. She appreciated that the Kedusha, the Schus HaKedusha, is what brought her Yeshua. And not just it came because of that, but it became because there is no other power. And she was Nespaal directly, like the Malbim focused on her tefillah, her first tefillah. Malbim focused on the fact that she was mispowered without any emtzah, and she understood and appreciated that ki'en biltecha, and that's what brought the Yeshua. What's ein sur? So kapshutai, it means there's no rak, there's no power like a Kodesh Baruch a Kodesh Baruch rak represents tremendous strength. The Chazal see in this remez to ein sayer kilikainu. There's no artist like a Kodesh Baruch The tremendous greatness of a Kodesh Baruch Yimam Bracha says that Hashem is tzara tzura b'seich tzura, that within one image, a woman, within this image, there's a child. I always think it's, it's a pelvic exact science tells us that within a baby, in the mother's womb, so in this little tiny uterus, in this baby, all the eggs that she'll ever have are already there. It's unbelievable. There's this you know, this lady and she has a baby and in there already the potential of all the children, she'll, a lady does not develop more eggs throughout life. They're all there already while she's in her mother's son. This ain't Sayyid the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's handiwork. I heard once from Rabbi Tatz, he said that, he's a doctor, he's a medical doctor before he became a rabbi and all other things. And he said that anybody who understands and appreciates what takes place and has witnessed the birth of a human being and appreciates how many things have to change and happen instantly and veins closing and opening and lungs switching from, and, and the, the tremendous godless HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and she's recognizing this moment the Ein Tzayr Kalikeinu, the tremendous greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's handiwork. The Malbim says something here very interesting. He says that she's coming to respond to the Kaifrim. There's Kaifrim who say that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, yeah, about HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, he created the world, he's very holy, but he's too holy to have personal involvement. He should get involved in, in, in making a lady have a child. That, that's not, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is not involved in the intimate level of being involved in the everyday details of the world. So, connected that, she said, that even though you're right, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Kedusha HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Ein Lashar, we have no Musig of the, 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 the Metzius HaKadosh Baruch Hu, everything we know, even the greatest levels of Kabbalah, don't even approach anything more than the way HaKadosh Baruch Hu runs the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself is beyond, totally beyond us. The Afal Pikein, HaKadosh Baruch Hu does run the world because Ein Biltecha, because there's no other power. So if there's no other power, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to run the world. There's nothing... Other Rabbi HaKadosh Baruch Hu is everything and runs everything and everything is from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I, there's those that want to say that, well, HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you know, since then, HaKadosh Baruch Hu moved on to bigger and better things. So, ain't sur kelekenu, ain't sire kelekenu. There's no artist, there's no creator like HaKadosh Baruch Hu. HaKadosh Baruch Hu didn't just create something and then leave it there. The world needs the constant koyach of HaKadosh Baruch Hu that HaKadosh Baruch is infusing it, and if for one moment HaKadosh Baruch wouldn't be mechadish v'chol yom tuvay masa v'reishis, constantly recreating the world, the world would cease to exist. So ain't sur kalikeinu, that a person who thinks HaKadosh Baruch created the world and left it to its own devices, fails to understand what type of creator HaKadosh Baruch is. He's a creator that's constantly animating at every moment the world, and memela avad HaKadosh Baruch is involved in every single intimate detail of the world. The one more pasuk for tonight. So she, now she moves on to the main theme of the Shira. <clears throat> she says, Al-tarbu, tedabru, gavoya, gavoya. 
don't speak too haughtily. Don't allow words of gaiva, haughtiness, glory to come out of your mouths. Kikel deis Hashem v'loi niskenu aliyus, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu knows exactly what's in your mind. He's the kel deis, and he cheshvins and counts every single action of a person. And obviously, kapshute she's referring to penina, but it's not just penina. It's referring. This is this is a very very tifa pasuk. It's teaching all of us how careful we have to be. You know, there's a major temptation. Things are going well, and we think we're matzliach, and we, we think it's me. And we start speaking in a haughty fashion. And even if we don't fall into the trap of saying, but we start speaking, we think it's because and because of this we do right and that we do right. And, and we, we give ourselves much too much credit. And we see other people have feelings and we think it's because they are various and they're bad people. And to this, Khan is talking to Penina who did this in terms of hers. I have children, you don't. But also it's to all of us. Don't, don't be too quick to be too pleased with yourself and to start letting holy words come out of your mouth. knows exactly what you're thinking. knows all the You can fool other people. You can even fool yourself a lot of times. But you can't fool Baruch is counting and making a cheshun every single thing. And if there's going to come a moment where a person no longer deserves it, so the psukim can continue, how quickly and how fast things can totally switch the highest People on the highest heights can go down to the lowest lows and vice versa. And therefore, a person has to be very careful. So just to sum up, we went through now the whole say there of how Eli was, how Shmuel was born. His mother's neder, which she now fulfills by bringing him back to the base Hashem. We spoke about the concept of shira, of a shira when a person recognizes HaKadosh Baruch Hu's plan, which for so long seemed hidden and suddenly can see the grand sweep of history and understands what's going on, and that's the idea of Shira. We hope for the Shira loss of love, Bekarov. And then we spoke about the fact that the Emes of joy will come when we understand that our Yeshua comes directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and when we have a Yeshua directly from HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we can have true Simcha, we can face all those who mocked us and doubted us, knowing that really HaKadosh Baruch was with us. And when things are going well, however, to be careful, to be careful of Al-Tarbu, Darbu, Gavoya, Gavoya, to have the appreciation of the Ein Kaddish, Kashem, of the greatness of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that there's Ein Edelvadai, and the tremendous handiwork and the godless of HaKadosh Baruch Hu running the world, V'chol Rega V'Rega. Shkech.